بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما اما بعد فالسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Insha'Allah, tonight we will continue with our tafsir of Surah Yusuf from where we left off last week. Last week, we spoke about Yusuf being released from prison with his reputation restored after interpreting a dream that the king of Egypt had. When he interpreted this dream that the king had, the king was very impressed with Yusuf and he wanted Yusuf to have a very high position with him. So Yusuf asked the king to put him in charge of the storehouses in Egypt, where the crops are stored, where the corn is stored, where the wheat is stored. He asked the king to make him responsible over these things. And we spoke about the dream that the king had, that Yusuf had interpreted. And that dream that the king had was a dream basically that foretold the events that would unfold over the next 15 years. So Yusuf interpreted this dream that the king had, telling him that there would be seven normal years where the crops would grow as normal. But during those seven years of normalcy, we need to prepare for the following seven years after that, because the next seven years are going to be years of famine where the crops will not grow. So during the seven years of normalcy, you need to prepare for the seven years of famine. So that's 14 years. And then one year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will return things back to normal. The people will be saved and the famine will end. So Yusuf alayhi salam, he interpreted this dream. And he knew that for the first seven years, being in charge of the foodstuffs, being in charge of the storehouses where the food is stored, that Yusuf alayhi salam took that responsibility upon himself that he would make sure that he stores enough food to prepare them for the coming years of famine. So that is exactly what he did. The king appointed him in this position upon the, uh, the request of Yusuf السلام, to have this particular position when he said, He asked the king to put him in charge of the storehouses of the earth uh, where, the, where the food is stored. And he said, I know how to protect it. I, I, I'm knowledgeable in this as well. I will know how to protect the crops and store them and save them. And I'm knowledgeable in how to do this. So the king accepted this and the king put him in this position. Okay, so seven years went by. Seven normal years. The crops grew as normal, but Yusuf knew that he had to store as much as possible during those seven years. And he did that. So during those seven years, Yusuf stored whatever he could and after those seven years were over, the next period of seven years started, and, and those were the seven years of famine. So Yusuf السلام, was prepared for it. He was ready for it. He had the storehouses full. So during those seven years of famine, he would ration out the food to the people. The people would come to him for food, and he would give them a certain amount of food so that they wouldn't go hungry. Now, this famine did not only affect Egypt, it affected other lands as well, right? But Yusuf was actually the only one who was prepared for it because he knew what was gonna happen. He knew that, that the famine was gonna come. 
because he's the one who interpreted the, the dream of the king. People from other lands didn't know that this was going to happen, so they didn't make those type of preparations like Yusuf had. So not only people from within Egypt, but people from, from neighboring areas were coming to Egypt as well when the famine started. They came to Egypt as well to go to Yusuf and request that he give them a ration as well. So Yusuf he was he was very generous and you know he didn't he didn't exclude anyone from this help that he was giving. So whether you're you're from Egypt or whether you're from outside Egypt, if you come and you need help, he was ready to help. Alhamdulillah. So the, the famine affected Palestine as well. And who's in Palestine? Yaqub the father of Yusuf and also the brothers of Yusuf They're in Palestine. So they were afflicted by this famine as well. They ran out of food. So it became well known that there, there is a, a, a treasurer in Egypt, the person who's in charge of, of distributing food in Egypt. He's a very generous person. Anyone who goes to him, he gives them a camel load of food. Each person who goes to him, he will give you a whole camel load worth of food. And that's going to last for a long time, right? A camel can carry a lot. So this became well known. So it became well known even in Philistine. So Yaqub alayhi salam, he told his sons, he said, go to Egypt, go to this man. And Yaqub alayhi salam didn't know that it was Yusuf alayhi salam. He knew that there's a, a, a man in Egypt who's distributing food, who's in charge of distributing the food. He's a generous man. He helps anyone who is in need. So let me send my sons to this man, right? And he had no idea that it was his own son as well, Yusuf alayhi salam. So Yaqub alayhi salam, he tells his sons, I go to this man and, and get food for the family. For each person that presents himself to this man, he gives one camel load of food. So Yaqub alayhi salam, how many sons did he have in total? Including Yusuf alayhi salam, he had 12 sons. So now Yusuf alayhi salam, of course, he's not with the other brothers. So it was 11 sons with Yaqub alayhi salam. So he didn't send all 11. Rather, he sent 10 sons. And he kept with himself Binyamin. Binyamin was the youngest son of Yaqub alayhi salam. He was actually even younger than Yusuf alayhi salam. And he was not involved in what the brothers did to Yusuf alayhi salam. He was not involved when, when they threw Yusuf alayhi salam into the well. He had nothing to do with it because he was actually even younger than Yusuf alayhi salam. Yusuf alayhi salam was 12 years old when his brothers put him in the well. Binyamin was even younger than that. So he was not involved in this at all. He was, he was completely innocent. So Yaqub alayhi salam, he sent 10 of his sons to go to Egypt, but he didn't want to send Binyamin. He didn't want to send Binyamin. He decided to keep Binyamin uh, with himself. And now, all of the sons of, of, of Yaqub at this time, they're adults. They're adults and you know, they, ha they, they have their own families. Right? Even Binyamin, he was not a little kid anymore. This is years later, right? So Binyamin is actually a grown-up man who has his own children, who has his own family. And the other sons of Yaqub also, you know, they were grown-ups and they had families and everything. No one is a kid anymore, right? But still, Yaqub said, no, Binyamin is going to stay with him. Right? He, was, he was so attached to him, right? And this was the full brother of Yusuf They had the same father and they also had the same mother. So Binyamin was the only full brother of Yusuf who shared both parents, shared the father and the mother, right? The other brothers of Yusuf they were they were brothers through the father's side only, right? But Binyamin, he was the brother of Yusuf, Yusuf from the father and the mother, all right? So Yaqub sends 10 of his sons. He keeps Binyamin with himself. Okay, so these 10 sons, 
they go to Egypt. They go to Egypt and they enter upon Yusuf And this is the verse that we left off at last week. Verse number 58 of the surah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاءَ إِخْوَةُ يُوسُفَ فَدَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ فَعَرَفَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُ مُنْكِرُونَ that the brothers of Yusuf came and they entered upon Yusuf And Yusuf now he's in a, in a very, very high position in Egypt. So the way he's dressed, he's dressed like a king would dress, right? He's dressed with these uh, very uh, exquisite robes, right? So he, he's dressed like royalty, right? So the brothers of Yusuf, they haven't seen him for so many years. The Mufassirin have said, that from the time that the brothers of Yusuf threw him into the well, up to the time that they came and they entered upon him to ask for a ration of food, the, the period between these two instances, it was 40 years. So they're meeting Yusuf salam. They're seeing him now after 40 years. It has been 40 years since they threw him into that well, right? It's been a long time. But Yusuf السلام, still is able to recognize them. He can recognize them. But they cannot recognize him, right? He, he's dressed so differently. He's dressed with these royal robes. So they don't realize who he is. But he knows exactly who they are. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاءَ إِخْوَةُ يُوسُفَ فَدَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ فَعَرَفَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُ مُنْكِرُونَ that the brothers of Yusuf, they came, they came to Egypt and they entered upon Yusuf alayhi salam, fa'arafahum, and he knew them, he, he recognized them, fa'arafahum, he recognized them, wahum lahu munkirun, but as for them, they did not realize who he was. They did not recognize him, right? And after they talked for a while, right? Yusuf alayhi salam saw these 10 his 10 brothers, he talked to them. He didn't let them know who he was, right? He didn't tell them that he's Yusuf, not yet at least, right? And he realized that his youngest brother is missing. The 10 of them came, but Binyamin did not come. He realized this. And he was missing Binyamin. He was wishing that, oh, I, I want to see Binyamin, right? And he's actually the only brother who was not involved in what happened to Yusuf, and he's not here. So, Yusuf wanted to think of a way that he can get these people to come back next time with Binyamin. He wants Binyamin to come as well. He wants to meet Binyamin, right? But he doesn't want to reveal his identity to these, to these, these brothers. He doesn't want to tell them that he is Yusuf, right? So he starts talking to them, right? Without revealing who he is. And he asks them, where did you come from? Tell me about your family, right? So they talk to him. And they say, yeah, you know, we are the children of Yaqub. And Yaqub is a prophet of Allah. We were 12 brothers originally, but one of our brothers died. They're referring to Yusuf alayhi salam. So they're actually lying here. They're just saying like, yeah, he died, right? And Yusuf alayhi salam knows that, you know, they're not telling the reality of what happened because he's Yusuf himself. He knows exactly what happened, right? But they say, yeah, we, had, we were 12 brothers, one died. And then we, we, we were 11 after that. So then Yusuf salam said, okay, so if you're 11, then why are you only 10 here? Where's the other one? There's one that's missing. And then they said, yes, that's our youngest brother. His name is Binyamin. And uh, our father loves him very much. 
So our father didn't want to be separated from him. So he didn't send him along with us. So then Yusuf alayhi salam, he says, okay. And he prepares uh, their camels with one load of food for each person. So they're 10 brothers. So 10 camel loads worth of food that they get, right? And as he prepares their food, their camel loads of food, 10 camel loads, he says to them, He says to them, as he prepares their loads, their rations, he says to them, Next time when you come to me, make sure that you bring your other brother as well. Make sure that you bring Binyamin as well. Don't you see that I give a full amount to whoever comes to me and that I'm very generous with whoever comes to me? Look, each one of you gets one full camel load worth of food. You're 10 people, you're getting 10 camel loads. If you bring him, you're going to get an extra one as well. Don't you see how generous I am? So he tells them that next time you come back, you make sure that you bring him as well. And then he says to them, If you don't bring him, if you don't bring him next time that you come, then you will have nothing with me. I will give you nothing. If you bring him, you're going to get 11 loads for 11 brothers. But if you don't bring him, if the 10 of you come back alone again without Binyamin, then you get zero. You get nothing. And don't even come near me. Don't even think of entering upon me if you don't bring Binyamin next time. So you better bring him. Right? So this is the demand that he made of them. Then they said to him, They gave him their assurance. They said, yes, we will convince our father to send him along with us next time. We will bring him, inshallah, and uh, we will come next time with Binyamin. So they gave him their assurance that they would do their best to convince their father to allow them to bring Binyamin next time. And Yusuf, alayhi salam, in order to ensure that they would come back, right? He told his servants quietly, without the brothers knowing, he told his servants, In order to ensure they would come back, Yusuf quietly told his servants that the money that they paid for these rations, right? The amount that they paid for these rations to be given to them, secretly just put it back in their supplies so that when they go home and they open their supplies, they will see that their money has been returned to them, right? And this will encourage them that look, look how generous he is. That, you know, he gave us all of this, these supplies and all of this food and he didn't even take money from us. He gave our money back to us, right? So that's going to encourage them that they're going to come back. Again, the Mufassirin have mentioned a number of reasons why Yusuf salam did this. Why did he put the money back? They paid him for the rations and he secretly put the money back. Why did he do this? One of the interpretations is that he did it because he was afraid that if he kept that money and didn't give it back, they go back home to Philistine 
and they might not be able to come back next time for more because maybe they won't have enough money to come back for another load, right? They came all the way to Egypt. They, you know, they spent money going back and then coming back again. Maybe they won't have enough money to come back again. So let me put their money back and this will guarantee, inshallah, they will come back again with Binyamin, right? So this is one of the interpretations. Another interpretation that Mufassirin have, why did Yusuf put the money back? Because he thought to himself, how can I take money from my father? This is the wealth of my father. This is the money of my father. He's the one who's paying for this. How can I take money from my father to give him food? I cannot do this, right? So he, he refused to take the money of his father, right? From this is from the from the bin from the from the honor that he had for his father. He would not want to take any money for him for giving him food, right? So this is also one of the interpretations. Anyways, he put the money back, and he said, That when they go back, they will see that the money has been returned to them, and perhaps, inshallah, they will come back again. So this was his hope that they would come back. All right, so now they go back to their father. They go back to their father. When they returned back to their father, they came back to Philistina. They go to their father and now what is their job? What did Yusuf tell them to do? He said that you have to go and you have to convince your father to allow you to come back with Binyamin. So they get right to this. They come back and they tell their father, When they returned back to their father, they said, Oh, our father, we have been denied getting more food. We will not be allowed to get more food unless we bring our, body, our, our brother next time. We got this food this time. But if we want to go back again, we're not going to be allowed to get anything unless we have Binyamin with us. They give their word to their father. So please send our brother with us. Send Binyamin with us next time. We'll go back and we'll get an extra load for him. Look, we came back with 10 loads, 10 camel loads of food. We'll go back again with Binyamin and we'll come back with 11 loads. And surely we will protect him. We'll make sure that we keep him safe. We will protect him. Does this sound familiar? Didn't they say this before that they'll protect someone? They said that about Yusuf السلام, 40 years earlier when they said we were, we're going to take him out to play and we'll protect him. Right? So now they're saying the same thing for Binyamin. So, so Yaqub when he hears this again, he hears them saying that we will protect our brother. What does he remember? Of course, he's going to remember what happened 40 years earlier when they promised the same thing for Yusuf alayhi salam. So immediately he says to them, قَالَ هَلْ آمَنُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ إِلَّا كَمَا أَمِنْتُكُمْ عَلَىٰ أَخِيهِ مِنْ قَبْلِ He said, do you think that I should entrust you with Binyamin like I entrusted you with Yusuf before? Am I going to do the same thing again? فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best protector. He is the greatest guardian. And he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. So Yaqub, he denied their request. He said, no. Last time you said you're going to protect Yusuf, you did not protect him. So now I'm not going to let you take Binyamin. He, he denied their request, right? 
Okay, so he denied their request. There's nothing they can really do right now. So they start opening the, the food that they were given. They start unloading those camels. Once they unload the camels, what do they find? They find the money that they had given has been returned to them. When they open these, the, the food that was given to them, when they opened these camel loads, they found that their money had been returned to them. Then they were so happy and they were so, they were so amazed. They said to their father, oh, oh, our father, what more can we ask than this? Look at this. Our money has been, we've been given all this food and our money has been also given back to us. Look, our money has been returned to us. So they're still trying to convince their father. They're still trying to convince him that look, when we go back, if we take Binyamin, we'll get more food. We will protect our brother, we promise. And we'll get one extra camel load worth of food as well. This time we came with 10, next time we will come with 11. And this is something that's very easy. This, 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 this generous man who is in charge of, of giving out the food in Egypt, it's easy for him to give one more camel load. He can do that, right? So they, they, they try to continue to convince their father to let them take Binyamin. Now Yaqub, now he realizes something. He realizes, okay, there's, there's something going on here, that the money has been returned. There's something going on here. So he decides to allow them to take Binyamin. But first he takes an oath from them, right? After he sees that the money has been returned, he sees that, you know, there, there is something, there's something going on here. This, this is something that, uh, that, is, that is unusual. So he, he, he wanted to follow up with it. Okay, our money has been returned back. Okay, there is some reason. So he, he wanted his children to go back and he knew that they had to take Binyamin if they're going to go back. So finally he agreed. Finally, he agreed. But he gave a condition to his sons that you can only take him on this condition. He said to them, I will never send Binyamin with you until you give me an oath an oath, you, you swear by Allah that you will bring him back to me. I want you to swear by Allah that you will bring him back to me unless you are overpowered. You know, unless, you know, it's something beyond your control, like the enemies surround you and you can't escape. Okay, that's something that's beyond your control. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame you for that. But other than that, you have to give me a solemn oath. You swear by Allah that you will bring Binyamin safely back to me. They agreed. And they had every intention this time to bring him back. They did not have any type of ill intention this time. With Yusuf السلام, yes, they had the intention that they're going to harm him. But this time with Binyamin, no, they did not have any bad intentions. Their intention was actually to just take him with them, bring back another camel load of food for him and the rest of them. So to bring back 11 camel loads and come back to Philistine. That was their intention. They didn't have any bad thoughts this time. So they swore by Allah. They gave their father this oath that he requested. 
So they gave their oath, they swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they would bring Binyamin back. And then Ya'qub alayhi salam said, Allah is the wakil over what is going on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is who is the guardian of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is witnessing this. This, this oath is taken in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who we put our trust in. Wallahu ala ma naqulu Then as he sent his children off to Egypt for the second time, this time with Binyamin, sending off his 11 sons now to Egypt, he gave them some advice. He said, وَقَالَ يَا بَنِيَّ لَا تَدْخُلُوا مِنْ بَابٍ وَاحِدٍ وَادْخُلُوا مِنْ أَبْوَابٍ مُتَفَرِّقَةٍ He said to his sons, O oh my sons, when you enter, do not enter all together. Don't enter all in one gate. When you're entering, you know, the city in Egypt in order to see this, this man who is giving out the food, don't enter the city in one gate. Rather enter in separate gates, right? He didn't want all 11 of his sons coming in together. And the reasoning for this, according to the Mufassirin, is that he didn't want them to be afflicted by the evil eye. All of the children of Ya'qub were very strong. They were very good looking. Yusuf of course was the most good looking of them all. But all of them were very good looking. All of them were strong, right? So imagine 11 strong, good looking, handsome men coming in all together. People will look at them. People will say, wow, look at this. Look at all these guys. Look at, look at these brothers, right? And, and perhaps they would afflict them with the evil eye, right? So in order to avoid this, Ya'qub alayhi salam, he told them, don't, all, don't go all together. You know, that's safer in terms of being afflicted by the evil eye. Just go in, in separate gates, right? But then he said to his sons, وَمَا أُغْنِي عَنْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ That, of course, you know, I cannot prevent anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already decreed. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed something will happen, then it will happen. Whatever you do, whether you all go in through one gate or you go through separate gates, I'm not, nothing that I say can, can go against the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But I'm just saying this as, as, as a precautionary measure. But, in, but of course, everything that, that happens only happens by the decree of Allah and nothing can ever no one can ever fight that or no one can ever go against that. So he made this clear to his sons as well. That I, I will not be able to prevent anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed. I want to make this clear. The rule is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who has all of the hukum. Whatever happens only happens by the decree of Allah subhanahu the right of legislation is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing happens except by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alayhi tawakkaltu. And I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the one who decrees everything and I trust him. I trust him that whatever he does, he does out of his wisdom. And I have faith that whatever he does, it will be good for me. So I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alayhi tawakkaltu. And upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let those who put their trust, put their trust in Him. I put my trust in Allah and I advise anyone who wants to trust someone, 
put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're going to have tawakkul, if you're going to have dependence and trust in anyone, have that trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa alayhi mutawakkil. So this is the advice that he gave his sons when they were headed to Egypt. So they followed this advice of their father. They followed this advice of their father and they entered through separate gates. And when they entered in the way that their father had ordered them to enter, of course, it did not, it did not change anything from the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, it just was something to satisfy a wish of Ya'qub alayhi salam. Ya'qub alayhi salam advised them to do that as a precautionary measure, and they did it. So that was just a wish of Ya'qub alayhi salam, but he knew that, of course, you know, anything that is decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will happen no matter what. So this is what they did. They, they entered with these, uh, through these different gates. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Ya'qub alayhi salam, وَإِنَّهُ لَذُوْ عِلْمٍ لِمَا عَلَّمْنَاهِ And Ya'qub alayhi salam, he was a person of knowledge. He was a person who had knowledge because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him. Allah gave him this knowledge. He had knowledge because Allah gave him this special knowledge. But most of the people, they don't know, right? So the sons of Yaqub, 11 sons of Yaqub the 11 brothers of Yusuf including Binyamin this time, they enter upon Yusuf again. Now they come and they meet Yusuf once again. Okay, so now the 11 brothers enter. Now Yusuf is very happy. He's very happy to see Binyamin especially. And he wants to take Binyamin into his confidence. Binyamin is not one of the brothers who plotted against Yusuf He's the only innocent one amongst these 11. So yeah, Yusuf wanted to take Binyamin in his confidence and, and, and explain to him who he was. He wanted to tell Binyamin that I am your brother, I'm Yusuf, right? So he made a plan in order to do this. So when the 11 brothers entered and the time for food came, the time for a meal came, right? So Yusuf he hosted these 11 brothers for a meal and he set out these, uh, these tables of food Right, and each table accommodated two people, so he he would take two of the brothers on each table. So, but there were a total of eleven brothers, right? So two, 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 two. That's ten. Now one is left, and he doesn't have a partner for his table, right? So that's Binyamin. Binyamin doesn't have one of his brothers as a partner. So Yusuf salam says, "Okay, you're gonna come and you're gonna eat with me." Right? Binyamin doesn't know that this is his brother. He doesn't know that this is Yusuf But this was Yusuf plan to get Binyamin uh, in his confidence. So Yusuf he eats with Binyamin. And Yusuf knows this is Binyamin. Binyamin does not know that this is Yusuf He asks him, what's your name? Yusuf asks Binyamin, what is your name? And he says, Binyamin. And then Yusuf asks, what does that mean? What does Binyamin mean? And then he says, Ibn al-Muthkil, Ibn al-Muthkil. Al-Muthkil refers to a woman who dies while giving birth. So 
the mother of Yusuf السلام, and Binyamin, she died while she was giving birth to Binyamin. She was giving birth to Binyamin and she died during the childbirth, right? So Binyamin is Ibn al-Muskil, the, the son of a woman who dies while giving birth to him, right? So this is what he said. He said, and then he explained, he said, uh, my mother died while she gave birth to me. Then he asked, okay, do you have a family? He said, yes. How many kids do you have? Binyamin said, I have 10 sons, alhamdulillah, right? So they're all grown up and they have families and everything. So he talks to him, talks to him. And then he quietly tells him that I am your brother, Yusuf. I am your brother, Yusuf. And the other brothers don't know, but he informs this to Binyamin. He says to his, he says to Binyamin, Inni ana akhuk, I'm your brother. So don't be sad regarding what these people, what your other brothers have been doing. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. I'm your brother, right? I'm I'm Yusuf. So he gives him this glad, this glad tidings, this good news. So now Binyamin is is very excited. He's very excited that this, this is your Yusuf, your Yusuf. I want to stay with you. I don't want to go back with them. I want to stay with you for some time at least. But Yusuf السلام, says, if you want to stay with me, I need to, I need to come up with, with a plan where I can justify keeping you with me. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you want me to do this, it's going to be, it's going to be something that will temporarily make your reputation look bad. I have a plan to keep you with me, but it's temporarily going to make you look bad. And Binyamin said, I don't care, I don't care. As long as I get to stay with you, you know, do whatever you need to do. So Yusuf alayhi salam, he devised a plan. What was his plan? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَمَّا جَهَّزَهُمْ بِجَهَازِهِمْ جَعَلَ السِّقَايَةَ فِي رَحْلِ أَخِيهِ ثُمَّ أَذَّنَ مُؤَذِّنٌ أَيَّتُهَا الْعِيرِ when he prepared the camel loads for the brothers to leave, to leave, leave Egypt and go back to Philistine, 11 camel loads, right? He quietly put a, a bowl or a drinking cup, uh, some type of a vessel that belonged to the king. He secretly and quietly put that in Binyamin's supplies, right? To, to make it appear that it was stolen, right? And this was just his plan in order to get Binyamin to stay with him. So this is what he did. He put that drinking cup or he put that vessel uh, into the supplies or into the bag of Binyamin. And then they started to leave. And then a caller called out, right? It was realized that this, this, this vessel or this cup or this bowl of the king, it's missing, right? And it, it was very valuable. Some of the Fasirin have said that it was made out of gold. Some of them have said it was made out of some other type of precious stone. But in any case, it was something that's very valuable and it belonged to the king. So when it was noticed that it was missing, as the brothers of, of Yusuf, السلام, as they were leaving, a caller called out. And he said, Ayyatu Oh, caravan. Innakum you are thieves. Come back. So they turned back. They were on their way out. Now they turn back and they say, They turned around and they said, what, what, what have you lost? Why are you calling us thieves? What is missing? And then they said to the brothers of Yusuf, السلام, 
They said, قَالُوا نَفْقِدُ سُوَاعَ الْمَلِكِ That we have lost the cup of the king. وَلِمَنْ جَاءَ بِهِ حِمْلُ بَعِيرُ وَأَنَا بِهِ زَعِيمٌ And whoever finds it, whoever finds that cup of the king, his reward will be he will have an extra camel load of food. Anyone who finds it, he will have an extra camel load of food. وَأَنَا بِهِ زَعِيمٌ The caller who, who, who made this announcement, he said that I guarantee this. And then the brothers of Yusuf, they were offended. That why, why are they saying that we are thieves? Why do they think that we stole this cup? We're not thieves. So they said, they've said offendedly, قَالُوا تَاللَّهِ لَقَدْ عَلِمْتُمْ مَا جِئْنَا لِنُفْسِدَ فِي الْأَرْضُ وَمَا كُنَّا سَارِقِينَ They said, تَاللَّهِ is another way to swear by Allah. There are three ways that people generally swear by Allah. There's Wallahi, which is the most common one. Also, you can swear by Allah by saying Billahi, or you can say Tallahi, right? So these are all uh, common ways of swearing, basically say, saying, I swear by Allah. Wallah, Billah, Tallah. So in Surah Yusuf, this is the one that is most commonly used, Tallah. So they said, Qalu Tallahi, Laqad alimtum ma jitna li nufsida fil ard wa ma kunna sariqin. They said, and they were offended. They said, we swear by Allah, you know that we didn't come to make corruption on earth. We're not people of corruption. We're not criminals. We're not bad guys. And we're not thieves. You know that we're not corruptors and we're not thieves. And then they said in reply, the, the people who worked for Yusuf, they said in reply, they said, okay, if you're lying, if you really are thieves, you're saying you're not thieves, but if you really did steal it, if you are thieves, if you are lying, and we find out that you are lying, what should be the punishment? If you're lying, and one of you has actually stolen it, then what should be your punishment? You tell us what the punishment should be. And the brothers of Yusuf, they said, they gave the ruling of the punishment for a person who steals according to the religion of Ya'qub the true religion. What was, what was part of their deen, which is the deen of Tawheed, the deen of Allah. What was the punishment for a thief in that time? The punishment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had prescribed for a thief at that time was that the thief has to, of course, if he is discovered, uh, he has to return back what he stole, right? And the person whom he stole from gets to keep him as a prisoner or as a slave for one year, right? That, that was the prescribed punishment uh, in the religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had revealed at that time. That was from the sharia that Ya'qub alayhi salam was following. So this is the this this was the punishment for this type of a crime for for theft. So that's what they said. The brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam said, "Okay, if you find that one of us has stolen us stolen it, then his punishment should be That if you find it in in one of our in one of our bags or in our supplies, then the person whom you find it in his supplies, the person who stole it, then you get to keep that person. You get to keep that person as a captive." This is how we punish the evildoers. 
If someone steals in our land, this is how we punish them. So if you want to do this, you can do that as well, right? Alhamdulillah, now you see here, this is opening the door for Yusuf السلام, to take his brother, to keep his brother, not according to the laws, the man-made laws of Egypt, no, but according to the correct way, right? Because Yusuf السلام, a prophet of Allah, he's not going to do something according to man-made laws. The only way he will do something is according to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, according to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a way for him to do that without resorting to any type of, of man-made laws, alhamdulillah, right? Because the law of Egypt at that time was if somebody uh, is caught stealing, what is his punishment? His punishment is that he has to return double the value of what he stole to the person whom he stole it from. So if he stole something, you know, that's worth 100 dinars, for example, then he has to return back to the person whom he stole from 200 dinars. Right? And in addition to that, he, he will be beaten as well. Right? So that, that was the Egyptian punishment for a thief. But the punishment that Bani Israel had for thieves was that you get to keep that person uh, in captivity for a year. And of course, he has to return back what he stole. So this is what they said. If you find it in any of our supplies, then you, know, you get to keep that person. This is the way that we punish the uh, oppressors and the evildoers. فَبَدَأَ بِأَوْعِيَتِهِمْ قَبْلَ وِعَاءِ أَخِي ثُمَّ اسْتَخْرَجَهَا مِنْ وِعَاءِ أَخِي So Yusuf alayhi salam, he starts looking in their supplies. He looks in each brother's supplies and he saves Binyamin for last. So he looks in all the other ten brothers and he doesn't find the cup. Then he looks into Binyamin's and he finds the cup. He takes it out of Binyamin's supplies. ثُمَّ اسْتَخْرَجَهَا Then he took it out from Binyamin's container. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala planned for Yusuf alayhi salam. That Yusuf alayhi salam, he would never take uh, his brother, he would never keep his brother according to the rules of the king of Egypt. No, not according to those man-made laws. He did it according to the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we raise the ranks of whomever we will. And over everyone who has knowledge, there is someone who is more knowledgeable. You find a sheikh who is knowledgeable. You will probably be able to find a sheikh who is more knowledgeable than him. And a sheikh who is more knowledgeable than him. Uh, over everyone who has knowledge, there is someone who has more knowledge. Even if you get to the most knowledgeable person on earth, who has more knowledge than him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more knowledge. Over everyone who has knowledge, there is someone who is more knowledgeable. And of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has all knowledge. He is the one who is knowledgeable about all things. All right, so now when Yusuf alayhi salam, he extracted the cup of the king from Binyamin's container, the other brothers are flabbergasted. The other 10 brothers, they see that and they think, that they really think that Binyamin actually tried to steal it, even though he did it. This was all a plan. But the other brothers think that Binyamin actually did try to steal it. And they're very angry and they're very upset. And they say, They say, if he stole, if Binyamin stole, then, you know, his brother, and they're referring to Yusuf, his brother stole before. 
So he did it. Yeah, his brother has done that also in the past. His brother had done that in the past. He stole something as well. That's what the brothers say. And what did they mean by this? The Mufassirin have mentioned that when Yusuf was a child, when he was a young child, his maternal grandfather, his maternal grandfather, meaning the father of his mother, his paternal grandfather, of course, was Ishaq the father of Yaqub is Ishaq So the paternal grandfather of Yusuf was Ishaq a prophet of Allah. But as for his maternal grandfather, the, the father of his mother, he used to worship idols, right? He had, he had an idol that he used to worship. And when Yusuf was a kid, he took this idol and he threw it and he broke it, right? So a number of the Mufassirin are of the opinion that this is what they were referring to. The brothers of Yusuf, when they said that if Binyamin has stolen now, then his brother also stole in the past. They're referring to this incident when Yusuf was a child, when he took that idol of his maternal grandfather, his mother's father, and he destroyed it. He got rid of it, right? So when Yusuf heard this, he heard them accusing him, right? After, the, after all of the oppression that they did towards him, you know, instead of feeling bad and instead of feeling guilty about it, they're still, you know, falsely accusing Yusuf salam, of things behind his back, right? So Yusuf salam, was very upset about this. Yusuf salam, he kept it inside himself. He didn't say anything, but he, he, he felt offended at what they said. He said quietly, he didn't say it out loud to them, but he said it in his mind. You people, you are, you are really bad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the reality of what you are saying, right? You people are, are making these accusations, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what the real truth is. He didn't say it out loud to them, but he said it to himself in his mind regarding these people. All right, now the brothers of brothers of Yusuf السلام, they, they go into a panic mode that Binyamin tried to steal the cup. And we have already said that if you find it in any of our supplies, then you get to keep that person as a captive. So now they realize what's going to happen. They realize that Binyamin is going to stay in Egypt and they're going to have to go back to Philistine again to face their father and tell them that we don't have Binyamin with us. It's going to be the same thing that happened with Yusuf 40 years ago once again. We're going to have to face that again. So they got very scared that our father last time we came back without Yusuf and, you know, it, it made a big problem. Now if we, we come back and we don't bring Binyamin after we gave him our promise that we're going to bring him back, what's going to happen to us? What is he going to say to us? They were so worried. They were so distraught. So they tried to make a bargain with Yusuf alayhi salam. They said, قَالُوا يَا إِلُّهَا الْعَزِيزِ إِنَّ لَهُ أَبًا شَيْخًا كَبِيرًا فَخُذْ أَحَدَنَا مَكَانًا They said, oh, يَا إِلُّهَا الْعَزِيزِ Right? Al-Aziz, of course, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term of respect for a person who has a position of power. يَا إِلُّهَا الْعَزِيزِ إِنَّ لَهُ أَبًا شَيْخًا كَبِيرًا Oh, Aziz. Binyamin, he has a father, and his father is an old man. His father is an old man, and he's weak. And if we don't bring him back, he's going to be really sad, and we're afraid for our father. So please, please take any one of us instead of him. 
let Binyamin go and, you know, take me or take my brother or take this one or that one. Any one of the other 10, you can take. But please let Binyamin go. Let, let one of us replace Binyamin and let Binyamin go back to his father. They're very desperate and they say, surely we, we, we consider you and we see you as a person of Ihsan. You're a very nice person. You're a very generous person. You're a very good person. So please, please let Binyamin go back to his father and take one of us instead. So what does Yusuf say? That we seek refuge in Allah. That we should take anyone other than the person who we found our item with. How can we take an innocent person? A person who didn't do any crime, we're going to keep him captive? That's not, that's not fair. Ma'adhullah, we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from, from, from keeping captive a person who didn't do anything. The only person whom we can keep cap captive is the person whom we found our supplies with, whom we found our item with. So no, we do not accept this. We're only going to keep Binyamin. And if we take one of you instead, then we would be zalimun, we would be oppressors. Because if we take one of you instead, then that means we're just keeping an innocent man captive, a person that didn't do any crime, and we're keeping him as a prisoner. Is, is this fair? No, this is vul. So if we were to do what you are suggesting us to do, inna zalimun, then we would be zalimun, we would be oppressors, we would be people, people of injustice. So we are not going to do that. Right, so they tried, they tried, they tried, but they were unable to convince Yusuf السلام, to release Binyamin. So now they realized they had to go back to Palestine without Binyamin. And they're so worried, how are they going to show their faces to their father? And inshallah, we will talk about their return to Palestine uh, and how they faced their father and what they said to him. We'll talk about that in our next session next week. Bismillah. بارك الله فيكم والله أعلم صلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. If we have any questions, we can take those now. بإذن الله. جزاكم الله خيرا.